I know I'm jumping around, but this <laughs> this um, this this word sovereignty we never had that. That's kind of like a man-made. Kind of, mm. It's a uh, structure of that is what sovereignty, at least that's the way it was explained to me. Because when I was real young, I asked that question. I said, uncle, and um, he was sitting there with my dad and mom and Beatrice. And they're all, his name was Sammy K. They called him by Sammy K. He kind of grew up with us. But later in life, um, he walked into the spiritual way and he started, he looked at that letter W. First one is Iwipi, the bottom star is Heoka. That middle one, he stopped at Wanagi because Wanagi brought in sovereignty, mm. as we know. At least that's the way he, because he said we bring, Wanagi brings in all the five walks of man. And all those five walks of man includes leadership. Mm. That leadership is the sovereign status of the whole encampment, the Ushpaye and the Oyate. So I, I, I didn't really understand what he said until I started to realize, and he was picking at my brain, kind of, so to speak, because your grandma used to talk about this, Uncle Sam was saying. And he said that up in the stars, it's, it's, they have sovereignty, mm. if we know it. That's how she said it, my mother. And, she, and I said, well, <laughs> well, I'm talking about this because I ran into that word. <laughs> I, was, I was just getting into like tribal government. Mm -hmm. And eventually I got on council, but I was saying, uh, I'm struggling with this word sovereignty. I see that in the dictionary and I hear it with all those lawyers, but uh, what does that mean to us? Mm -hmm. We're saying Standing Rock Sioux Tribe is a sovereign nation, but where does sovereignty fit in? We already know we're a nation. Mm -hmm. And she went like that. It's up there. So then we're sitting there and then she said, remember what grandma used to show you and draw you on the ground? I said, that looked like a V with horns. I thought that was a buffalo. That's, you know, that's the structure of our sovereignty is mm. that star constellation. There's three stars and then there's one down below. Well, I didn't know that at first until I realized, again, they remind me. So my grand, but then my grandmother died, that was in 68, she died. Mm -hmm. And this is right at the beginning of 1980 when I was starting to get into politics and I wrestled with that word sovereignty mm -hmm. because to me I was thinking like well that's man-made mm -hmm. if you're talking about up here that's man-made sovereignty that word so what does that mean to me how can I use that mm -hmm. so she said you're gonna have to go back to what you were taught and so I started to think about it so then came the story again of the tipi tiwakan because that tripod is our three dialects, Lakota, Dakota, Nakota. That's mm -hmm. how strong our our um, star constellation of Tiwakan is. That's Orion's belt. Those four stars with that three in the middle of that buckle, what they call the buckle. That's the woman with the little girl on the left, the little boy on the right. That's Tiwakan. The 12 mm -hmm. grandfathers are the 12 poles. And then the 
smoke flaps that they call smoke flaps. On the left side is Yajo Yuchasha, whistle man. The other one's Chomokashka, whip man. But the center are, in, are what they call the lodge pole. That's not a lodge pole. Mm. That's the road, what they call Chonku Duta. That's why we can say sovereignty is we can touch this. So I drew it out. Here's sovereignty. Seven stars. Here's leadership. The first star on the top. Here's this letter W. The five walks of our spiritual men. That's what they call Cassiopeia. The five white buffalo grandfather. Mm. Here's the leadership. Has these five advising them. So the leadership with the spiritual advisor. So that Itancha has that hook staff. Mm -hmm. where they always say, where did the hook staff come from? It comes from the umbilical cord. Mm. That's the umbilical cord life. Every time they pick up a staff, they're picking up umbilical cord. What does that mean to sovereignty? It means the flow of all of this star knowledge. All of these, from Topa to Dipper to the white buffalo grandfathers, all creates the leadership that goes down to the whistle carrier, the spiritual oral knowledge keeper. So this man was really important. And so this V here, that is the Chanupa Oji. That's the Chanupa Oanka right here. There's the original pipe right here. He had seven advisors, the seven grandfathers, they say. The men had these, but in this leadership that pulls in sovereignty, as we know the word, mm -hmm. it had to have the woman too. So I drew this up. I finally put it on paper. Mm -hmm. So these talk about the seven W's on a teepee. But look what, this is what the women have. I can't see it. I can't even see it. I can say it. Gee, what is that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uchichiapi. Uh-huh. Uchichiapi. Humility. A woman has this. Here's these two. These W's. One, two, three. Where's the next one? Four, five, six. Seven. There was two in a row right Oh, there. yeah. Two in a row. So... You always hear Arvel talk about the seven W's. Mm -hmm. That's the men. The women had the five. The seven, like, are you saying like the seven values? Is that the seven mean? values belong to the men in this structure. So these 12 poles, uh, J. So what they talk about, the like, wo uh -huh. that is what? Oh. Mm -hmm. That's a man. Mm -hmm. He's supposed to live by these in relation to the setting of the teepee. So these 12 poles here all have a grandfather and they have a name here. But the women also. So they say after you get the, these three poles here, the, the, so they're set Lakota, Dakota, Nakota. There's the heart of our whole creation, our whole structure of leadership, our whole structure of the nation. Mm -hmm. What we would call sovereignty is the three poles. That's our language. That's the foundation of this structure. The women have 
Chon tro waganake. Love. They have this other one. Chon hate yuke. Generosity. Ichi kupi. Sacrifice. These are all women virtues that the men have to stand on the hill for to get these other five. Women have all 12. That's why this is what they call the woman's lodge. Here's sovereignty. Here's the structure of sovereignty. And where does this relate to? Because it's Prestola, the tipis like this. Mm -hmm. Up there is this mm. structure. Here's where the ladies are. Spiritual oral knowledge keepers, the white winter count keepers, breastplate society. This winter count keeper was under the structure of a woman. She made sure that he put everything right. So they would pick, they'd have a whole gathering and they would pick this event. That's all a part of the structure of what we know as a nation, a sovereign. Now we hear sovereign nation. Mm -hmm. That comes from this structure and this structure. And the women control both of them. So us men, we have to suffer in order for this. <laughs> well, we chakra. Truth. How hard is it for a man to deal with that? <laughs> they say the fourth pole is the hardest. A man has the hardest time to walk into a teepee of a woman because the fourth pole, its name is Wa'unshi. Wa'unshila. And that's, we know that it's compassion. Mm -hmm. So how much, that's, that was the first value that a man had to have if he wanted to be part of a nation, a structure of, of leadership, a structure of bringing the Oyate together. Mm -hmm. So Oyate, as I knew it, was a sovereign nation. Mm -hmm. See, so that's how they explained this to me. So grandma used to put this on a piece of paper. My grandmother made teepee villages this big. Mm. When I was young, she used to say the name. I know which pole to put on her. So she thought the greatest thing was my dad brought back a piece of uh, four by four plyboard, mm -hmm. and he drilled holes. So now, instead of me taking the knife and making a little hole so I can set that, and I used to go get, get her uh, teepee poles. I'd go to the buck brush and I'd be <laughs> cutting buck brush and I'd be making little poles out of them. Growing up, we knew every word, every name of these poles. So that's what I'm saying. There's five for women. Chante wash ake. Fortitude. That's the mark of a woman. Is this one right here. Chante wash ake. To have that means you can hold your head up high. Because you're beyond reproach. You don't lie. You don't. Matter of fact, you're so grounded in who you are that the little kids will come just to be with you because they're knowing they're grabbing an individual that created the nation. That's true sovereignty. That's the way Beatrice said it. Cause Beatrice went to college, you know, and so mm -hmm. she was kind of really, she went to UND, graduated there. So she always started to put structure in it from this setting today. Mm -hmm. So that's how she would talk to us like this. So I remember this as so I was telling Uncle Sam about this. You know, I forgot all about the names of this teepee. 
But I remember that here's this tripod, or the uh, smoke flaps, and that trail. That's the star constellation. Look up there in the west tonight. You'll see this triangle, these three stars. That's this. That's. So we say leadership is born in the stars. That's why when I have asked that. So we don't even talk about this. There's more. There is more about this when they say sovereignty. So when you ask me the question of how does sovereignty today fit into us, mm -hmm. it's a spiritual commitment mm -hmm. of the people. That sovereignty is I. That's the best way I can put, explain the word sovereignty. Mm -hmm. It's a spiritual commitment of a people that think. Mm -hmm. That sovereignty, as I understood it, and that's pretty hard to talk when you're starting to talk about now the common law system, mm -hmm. and then you look in these laws and there's the word sovereignty. Oh, we're a sovereign nation. It's written down here. It's... <laughs> you lose all of this. That's true, because like the things that I'm reading, they they really talk about like how Jeff Corntassel and he talks about. The politics of distraction and like how they tell us like oh these are your rights these are your rights as indigenous people but how we see it is like our responsibility to our nation oh, yeah. and, to our, and so yeah. he basically breaks down how the government tells us or gives us these like what wh what we end up fighting about within our communities like yeah. our rights reconciliation when really we're talking about like resurgence or resources all the resources that are ours uh, when really yeah, it's relationships yeah. you yeah. know and so he like takes it back to like the, the politics of distraction and the ways that they're talking to us and telling us what they think we believe or what they think that we are about and he's like actually it's not resources it's it's our relationships to like the earth to each other and and to not think of them in that way and so um my other my professor that i'm in this class with her name is yeah, you can, baby. Her name is Jean Dennison, and she does a lot of work with um, the Osage Nation. And so she, one of, her article that I read this week really talks about, like, relational accountability. Is there a cake? Oh, because I wanted to try it. Oh. <laughs> but <laughs> I know, because <laughs> it looked good and I had a tough week. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but how we, um, so basically like what I'm, what I'm learning through all of these readings is that we've had it, you know, like obviously, but our communities had it, right? Mm -hmm. But we're constantly told what they interpret our beliefs and our way into their own words and then people who don't know or don't have that connection they they believe that that's what it is so just like you're saying sovereignty like we're like yeah we're sovereign we are and then we don't know this though this sovereignty and so mm -hmm. i feel like what we're ending up doing is almost just repeating what we're taught by the Mm -hmm. I don't know, colonized society without seeing it through our own lens. And so I think that's that's how I started to understand that that politics of distraction um, and how we have a lot of distrust within our communities. Um, Dr. Dennison talks about how um, there's a lot of distrust that's created. And, I, and how I interpret a lot of it is because 
we're having these conflicting like what we're told, what we're taught to articulate, but then it doesn't connect with our spiritual our spiritual side. Mm. So then we create trust, distrust within not only our communities because we're operating under this governing system that doesn't quite fit like this, but we're also creating distrust within ourselves because then we mm. we're not understanding like why this doesn't quite make sense to us. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, so I just, I really thank you for sharing all the stories that you did with me because. You know what is missing? Hmm. Advisors. Mm-hmm. Because every one of these had an experience in their life. Every one of them. That's why they said here, these ones are called the White Headband Society advisors they're they're over 90 and they're beyond reproach they finally mm. they finally achieved all of this where you see a kunshi she puts that breastplate on not anybody could wear those mm. long time ago they taught us mm-hmm. see and this and the reason why there's a lot of distrust or distraction is because we tend to act like we think we know it all yeah. <laughs> they, and instead of turning around and looking at these individuals that are at that age where they experienced a lot, every one of them have a different experience in life. Mm-hmm. So to create a nation, you have to have experience of what's behind you to look the 180, not the 360. Mm-hmm. They're giving you the 360. You're looking at it like, like almost like this. Mm-hmm. 180 degrees and what does that mean to leadership and sovereignty it means that you build off their experience in relationship to not only leadership but also the common values now now all these values come on the 12 mm-hmm. but everybody says there's all there's a seven and you know and i talked to orville about this and Paula asked me, Tim, why don't you just write them down one of these times? So I had a lot of people asking this because I would bring this up and nobody had ever heard it. Mm. Nobody even knew it. But yet I sat there when I was five years old to about 11. My grandmother, would, and that's what, how we ate. Mm-hmm. Was she would make these little teepee villages. Jeez, oh. when, when she made this one, my dad made even a little part on that board he, where he put four kind of like dolls he raised it up to the platform he had another little teepee there my grandmother thought that was the greatest thing (laughs) she never spoke english but she always talked to us and she thought that was the best thing that my dad ever did oh my dad was just number one in there (laughs) because she could now put her teepees up without them sliding and um she was quite the doll maker and uh to me, that's all, I mean, that's that's the most, uh, that's the best I could share on <laughs> sovereignty. That's all I know is, is this, is this. That's Oh, that's a lot. Because that, this part is never talked about anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's more I could talk about it, but it, the, the point I'm making is that this created sovereignty. Yeah. So they said the woman is the backbone. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, the woman creates the nation. That's very true. What is she creating? A sovereign nation. Thank you. See, that's what that's what my aunt Beatrice was saying. Because when she was saying, "Well, sovereignty, 
We do that. She said. <laughs> We're the ones that create that. So you could almost say in a sense that each one of us carry that. And you hear some of the older people mm-hmm. talking. You know, it's not the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe that's a, a, a sovereign nation. We are sovereign. We're mm-hmm. the ones that create the sovereignty. 